I need an update. You told me that you were watching Love Island. Oh my God. It's really bad. <laughs> um, mostly because of coming off of Too Hot to Handle. It's like <laughs> the opposite. Like all of these people are coming for love. And they just really want to make a genuine connection. On Love Island? On Love Island. Like that's oh, the no. whole point is that, that they've like, they're they're looking for someone to settle down with. But the, but the way that they do it is so awkward. It's like, guys, it, the first episode is like the five girls. And then one by one, the, a guy shows up on the island and they have to step forward if they're attracted to him. And then he he picks who he wants to couple up with. Oh, cringe. It's it's really bad. So they have these like recoupling ceremonies (laughs) every week where they can switch. (laughs) Oh, no. They do. They do. (laughs) And then they'll like introduce two new guys to the mix. And it's like, oh, my gosh, do I stay with my couple or do I like make a connection with this new boy? Always the new boy. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. Now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there be be better better friends watching Friends? I recently heard a review of, or like an explanation of what Bachelor in Paradise is. And I've never seen this show before. I don't watch The Bachelor either, but I've heard that, well, I heard on this podcast that Bachelor in Paradise is like the ultimate trash. Like if you're into those really trashy, it's just like all contestants who have been on all the Bachelor or Bachelorette shows and they just like, it's, it's like, sounds similar. Like, oh, here comes a new sexy person walking down mm-hmm. the beach or down the and stairs. Everyone, and everyone's like, who dat? <laughs> and you have to, to stay on the show. You have to be in a couple. And so, and I think people get voted off, but I was kind of like, I found myself asking myself this question yesterday of like, do I add Bachelor in Paradise to my watch list? Like, is that a thing I'm prepared to do? I went through such a binge after you were here in March of like all those shows, like all summer, that's what I was watching. And all the beginning of my pregnancy, I was like, this is what I need. And now I like ran out of them because I binged them so much. And then I started watching all this other content that I had been behind on. That's all like, think it's like, you know, <laughs> thinkers. They're like, really <laughs> not thinkers. That's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Well-made. <laughs> with actors and I was like but I'm like not as fulfilled yeah <laughs> I have to say um you'll like Love Island coming <laughs> off of uh Too Hot to Handle because the narrator is exactly like the narrator of Too Hot to Handle but it's the guy version oh perfect so it's it's just like stupid I did have one other update from a previous episode. Oh, yes. I watched the 2019 reboot of Mad About You. How is it? Unnecessary. (laughs) So it's like them with their daughter, uh, like going off to college, her first year of college. That's how old they are now. Is it 
multiple episodes or is it mm. just oh. it's like I don't know like eight or something I I don't know what has happened to Helen Hunt's face either like you should look it up it was shocking like it sounds like her and then you look at her face and you're like what have you done wait hold on I'm <laughs> looking it up now and she's never admitted to like any kind of cosmetic surgery but it is horrifying okay hold on hold on the phone it was really hard to, hard to watch because I love her so much and I couldn't look at <gasps> her oh my god isn't it crazy what has she done I don't know it's terrible yeah it almost looks like one of those clickbait photos being like you won't believe what happened to Helen Hunt but it's real <laughs> I don't quite know, like, because it looks like she's aged, but she has definitely had work done. Oh, yeah. Her whole face is different. Isn't it sad? She's like a beautiful person. She like would have aged very well. Like, it just. Ugh. Oh, God. Some of these pictures. I'm... Oh, my God. Isn't it awful? It's so sad. Uh, oh. And I like, I really love their dynamic on that show. And they got mm -hmm. like Richard Kind to come back as his, as Paul Reiser's cousin. And they got the guy who played, uh, is it Ezra, Ezra, his friend? I don't know. Yes. Anyway. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the names of the characters. They got a lot of the original people to come back. They don't have their dog anymore because he passed away. Like, you know, in that amount of time he would have passed away, but they get a new dog and, um, they talk about like their old dog's quirks, how it was always chasing like inv invisible mice and like running into the wall and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the comedy was just kind of like lacking. It just like didn't hold up really. Oh, that's it sad. Made me, it made me really sad. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the originals because it was kind of like, it was like a really big letdown. But uh, the woman who plays Fran, who we just saw in an episode of Friends recently. Yes. Um, she was not in the reboot and I learned why I looked her up and she quit acting to become an actual therapist. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> um, I have it's, Tyler and I have been rewatching Seinfeld just in the background at night and it, it, I am amazed how many guest stars have also been on friends. Oh, so we just watched one, the one with Courtney Cox, the wife, where she becomes Jerry's wife because she wants uh, dry, cleaning. dry cleaning and the, and they do like pancake syrup. They take their own syrup to the, to the okay. breakfast place. <laughs> but then I also like a couple episodes later, I think we're in season seven or something of uh, it, it was, it's like the, it's the season right before, um, Friends starts. So I think it's like 94-ish. Anyway, randomly, we were watching the one where George eats out of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and his girlfriend is Susan. Oh. Yeah, it's just, there's the, like all of these weird little crossovers. And I mean, some guest stars too, other guest stars that I'm just like, they just use the same actors in yeah. all of their all of their Thursday night lineup. Yeah. Wow. 
need to go back and rewatch Seinfeld. Court's never yeah. seen it all. It's so good. They're such terrible people. <laughs> yes. But like it, but it's so it's so amazing. I just in each of their own little ways, they just like poke at each other and like <laughs> make each other's lives terrible. We're hungry for bad, bad people. <laughs> Hence trash TV. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Good is boring. <laughs> Good is boring. That's the tagline for this one. Good is boring. Okay, let's let's jump into some trivia. Okay. Question one. What was Monica dressed as at the Halloween party? I feel like there's been multiple Halloween parties, but... Yeah, Catwoman? Yes, very good. What was Phoebe dressed as the Halloween, as the Halloween party? Supergirl. Oh, these are all Halloween. Oh, well, that's kind of time. I like didn't even, I honestly didn't even look at them. I just like picked one out of the middle of the pile. That's amazing because Halloween was two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. These are all going to be really easy then if they're all from that same episode. Yeah. What did Ross claim to be dressed up as for the Halloween party? Spud Nick. What was he actually dressed as? Duty. (laughs) Bonus. Um, what did Ursula's fiance dress up as at the Halloween party? Solar system. Sean Very Penn, right? Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Name the song Ross was dressed desperately trying to play on the bagpipes. Oh, um, celebrate good times. Yep. Right. <laughs> That might be my all-time favorite moment in all of Friends when Phoebe is singing along to the bagpipes and like like she's trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> Everyone else is cracking up. It's so good. You can see Jennifer Aniston like put her hand over her mouth uh-huh. and just be like everyone's shoulders are shaking. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. <laughs> oh, well done. Five oh, out of five you. plus bonus. That was pretty easy. That was like too easy. Yeah. But how timely. Wow. That was very kismet. I know. Halloween. I didn't I do, I didn't dress up as anything. That's okay. I had one little kid like kind of staring at me. I've never given out candy before. And I was like really nervous every time someone knocked on the door. Oh, really nervous. And um, there were a couple of times I made court go because I was just like, I don't want to answer the door. <laughs> I don't know why. But one little girl was like kind of staring at me weird and like kind of looking back at me as she walked back to her mom and her mom had like a solo cup in her hand and was like, oh, did you want to ask her a question? And she was like, she wants to know if you're pregnant. (laughs) I was like, yes, I am. It's my costume and my reality. (laughs) Also in some friends news that happened last week, Gunther passed away. I know. It's so sad. Well, and it made me think I'm, I was realizing that that maybe that's why he didn't come to the reunion. Like he was probably sick and that, then that made me even more sad. Yeah. I know. I saw there was going to be, I don't know what station, but they were going to play like the best Gunther episodes. I wanted to watch those. Yeah. They could do a compilation of Gunther clips. That would be amazing. That's true. The one that I thought of immediately was the one where Ross is trying to like cover his tracks for having slept with the girl from the bar. 
after mm-hmm. him and Rachel break up. And that's Gunther's like big power move episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I was watching this episode, I was actually like, like zoning in on Gunther, even though he doesn't have any lines or anything in this episode. I don't know. I was just like very aware of him in the background. <laughs> it's like when you buy a car and then all of a sudden everyone has your car. <laughs> totally. And you're like, why isn't that person waving at me? We have the same car. Yeah. <laughs> or is that just me? Um, I, it's so funny how he really does like what, like there are some, I don't even notice these in, but he's in like almost every episode. All of them. Yeah. 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 He's just as much as the main characters. Yeah. He blends, he blends in well. He plays the part well. Effective. Yeah. Well, this is season one, episode 18, the one with all the poker. Aired on March 2nd, 1995, directed by James Burroughs, written by Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. Don't know anything about them. No, I didn't look them up either. I do want to say I really, really like this episode. It's so chock full of good Mm -hmm. one-liners. I felt like the writing was really good. I mean, I have some problems, but I think like in some ways it's kind of like sexist with like, you know, the guys playing poker and the girls feeling left out because the guys are being sexist, but whatever. <laughs> I still think like the, all of the reactions and the dialogue are really well-written. Yeah, they're definitely like in their friends dynamic in this one. Like they're all, they're like, they're all interacting well together and you still get some like little couplings off that are really funny, even though the monkeys there um the monkey was like it was like kind of funny it wasn't like super awful this time I guess no it gives a little preview into the one when he comes back and they all sing in the jungle to get Marcel's attention remember that oh yeah when he's on the movie set yeah because they know it's his favorite song um so this kind of sets the stage for that because that's all he plays do you have a summary The guys invite girls to their poker game. Rachel is looking for another job and Ross still loves Rachel. That really sums it up. That's legit. It does really sum it up very succinctly. It does. I mean, that Love Island was not going to watch itself. So, (laughs) but to be fair, like those are, those are our three storylines. So it's true. Yeah. One thing that I read about this was that the episode was inspired by the cast actually playing poker um, in between filming scenes in a huge dressing room. They would all play together and that's what inspired this plot. I love that. I think that's so cute to take something from like their real life friendship and make it like write it into the story. Yeah. And Jennifer Aniston said, this is one of her favorite moments on the show. That's really sweet. So they do all know how to play poker. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I was very confused by just, I guess, the the prop people in this episode. There seemed to be multiple decks of cards laying around. And I, I feel like you only need one deck to play poker. I mean, I'm not a huge, I'm not a poker, I'm not a big poker player, but I have played but there seemed to be like one certain deck that was just in the middle and then a different deck of cards that they were holding most of the time. That's not ideal because you don't want the possibility that like two of you could get, you know, like 
four four of something like that's not going to yeah. be helpful you want you want one deck so that the odds are like you know yeah so I don't know I don't, I, I don't I, I was a little confused by that but I couldn't figure out why that was anyway was trying at some point to figure out the value of the chips too and I was like how is that small stack $25 when it's a 50 cent limit like I don't understand math <laughs> that might be my problem but it didn't seem to pan out I don't have you played much poker um I know how to play Texas Hold'em and I don't really understand like, oh, this is wild. And like, this is, ja I don't, I don't understand like variations of poker, but I get, I get it. <laughs> I you get the basics. basics. I still don't know. I've, I've played multiple times. My dad loves poker. And so at family gatherings off, like my whole, my whole dad's side of the family loves to play cards in different like gin rummy and casino and poker and all of those things but so my dad really likes it but and he knows a lot of games but I still even though I've played multiple times don't know exactly what beats what even in a simple <laughs> game I get a little bit confused about the like flush versus like full house like I get a little murky in like which the hierarchy is there yeah same but yeah, I really like Texas Hold'em. I think that one's a little more fun because there's more options. Like you, you can like play off the cards in the middle and build your best hand using more cards. I think that's a little more fun. Or I guess it's the same number of cards, but I don't but know. But you can play what's showing mm -hmm. down. On, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we open though, our first scene, did you know the song? I mean, I think everyone knows that song that they're whistling. Um, it's a, it's something Colonel, it's a Colonel March, something Colonel bogey, Colonel bogey. Yes. Colonel bogey's March. Um, I think I knew that from my band days. Oh, I didn't know what it was called. I like knew the tune, but I had no idea. I'm impressed. You even knew like one word of what it was called. I know it had something to do with like the, the military. <laughs> it is a British March that was composed oh. in 1914 by an arm British army band master who became director of music for the Royal Marines at Plymouth. Oh, okay. It's very catchy. Yeah. He must be, he did well for himself. I was a little distracted by all the licking of the envelopes <laughs> to tell you the truth. They were very busy worker bees. It was making me a little sick to my stomach. <laughs> there was like stamp licking and envelope licking. I was just like, ah, can't you get, can't you get a sponge? Oh God, before the invention of that being a thing where like cohesive stamps, like that was, I I've had to do projects where I had to be the liquor and I would like try to get my finger wet to try to get, wet the envelope so I didn't have to lick it anymore. It's quite a task. That was my first job as a kid. I think probably before I was 10 was stuffing envelopes for my parents' job. I thought Rachel's outfit was really cute yet again. She always looks cute. Yeah. The nineties really are back too. like everything she's wearing. I'm like, I, I wish I wore that then. And I wish I could wear that now. Did you notice that Monica was 
stamping a return. She had a return address stamp. Oh, like one no. of those big stamps where it like that, flips around inside. Yes. Self inking. And I was thinking like, I mean, granted, I have not addressed an envelope in a really long time, like had to send something via the mail, <laughs> but I, if I ever did, I have enough self-adhesive little stickers with my name on it and address that I've gotten for free yeah. from some company that knows who I am and where I live. <laughs> it's like the World Wildlife Federation, the like, yes. you know, uh, blood donor. Like I get all those too. They always have a cute animal on them. <laughs> yeah, I have some, I think from the Golden Retriever Rescue. Because <laughs> I, I like looked them up on the internet once. <laughs> Um, but I have so many sitting in a drawer that if I ever needed to send a lot of envelopes, I would be well-equipped and not need a stamp. You know, what's funny is I always think that, and then I can never find those (laughs) return stickers anywhere. So I handwrite it. Oh no, Sarah. I know. But also like, I wonder if that return address is Monica's. Like, I bet it says Monica Geller because Rachel wouldn't have that. I bet Monica has one. Yes, for sure she'd have a stamp. And it's the same address. So they're like, yeah. wait, this is from Monica Geller, but the resume is Rachel Green. Yeah. I also, like, I applied for a couple jobs in the 90s. I never mailed a resume to anybody. Like, I always had to get a paper application and the extent of my work experience at 16 about matched Rachel's currently, which she's mm-hmm. applying for. So like, I don't, I just found the process weird. Like she's just sending stuff to people. To popular mechanics. Yeah. I guess though, back in the day, like there would be want ads. Like you could just, maybe you did send things in. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's the same, it's the same process as like monster or any of those online things now, right? Like just submitting resumes. That's all you do. But yeah, for, for most entry-level jobs, they, they require you to fill out their application. Yeah. I remember, oh my God, I remember going around Grass Valley and putting the same information into so many applications Mm -hmm. and then there were the like really snotty places where everyone wanted to work and they'd be like we're not giving any out we're not giving out applications right now we have like a big pile you're like fine I don't want to work here anyway (laughs) hopefully we both got a job at the candy store (laughs) (laughs) and then we roll our credits Rachel looks real cute, but Ross's Ooh. red and green plaid shirt do not go well together. And did you did you see what Phoebe was wearing? No. Oh God, she looks like a clown. She's wearing like a purple purple shirt with that had giant white polka dots. Oh, no. I was like, no, no, no. It was such a quick little opener I didn't notice anybody's out there when they were like moving around so much I, and whistling there was a lot happening well then we we cut to Central Park um did you notice that the guys and the girls were separated 
Yeah, I said, why are Ross and Chandler sitting in the window seat away from them? Like, aren't they always together? Always. And then the girls walk in and they're just like, oh, hey, and then continue to the couch. Wouldn't they be like, oh, hey, let's hang out. Like, you're here. We're here. Come on over. Yeah, it like it does seem in this first season, we've seen a lot more of them sitting in random areas. And then later they give up. They're just like always on the couch. So maybe this was like just a season one thing. Well, I think they needed the chance for Chandler to have that talk with Ross and call him out for like, you know, loving Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I do love Rachel's top in this. Cute again. Yeah. Yeah. Her, the whole like wide black collar thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. She's crushing it. And Ross crushing on her. Oh God. He already like just him and Chandler they're seeing them sitting there you're like oh god what is he pouting about now like he's got his arms crossed just like ugh. I know he's so mopey again I said that his shirt like didn't appear to be super ill-fitting but man is it red like it's, it's... like the <laughs> reddest appliest like highlighter red and his hair is flattened down <laughs> and like so full of gel that it like the black of his hair offsets the red it like accents it even more <laughs> I like this might be controversial but I kind of liked his shirt I kind of liked the color oh it's okay I've liked things that you've hated so I'll give that to you I I loved Chandler's face when when he caught Ross okay I have to say is it oogling or ogling ogling (laughs) I think you can say I feel like I've heard ogling too, but I know it as ogling. Ogling. Okay. Not oogling. Like a, like a goggle. I've always thought it's oogle. I don't it's know. Not why. like oogle. Like you're you're oogling her. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, I don't know why that makes more sense to me. But anyway, when he's ogling her, <laughs> and now it just sounds dirty. I'm sorry. And he's just like all mopey, like. Chandler's face looks like he's having so much fun catching him just like zoning out on her. I, I like, like gleeful. I know. I love his smile. He's just like, I caught you. <laughs> you don't even know. And he says, could you want her more? And uh-huh. Like we're getting more and more of his signature inflection now. Yeah. And then when he, when, when Ross puts his head down on the table, like so awkwardly when she comes over and he's just like, Oh no, we're fine. Could you be any more awkward? Yeah. He says that he's totally, totally over her. Like, you know, okay. I'm over you, Ross. I love when you get mad at Ross. We're fighting. It's like you're getting <laughs> mad at yourself. <laughs> that is true. I didn't like when Joey walks in and they all laugh at him for crying. I did not like that. I did like though, when he very first walks in Chandler's like crazy, strange noise that he makes. It's just like, yeah, (laughs) like not even a full laugh. I did like that strange laugh, but then Chandler stands up and he's wearing (laughs) the only way I could describe it is like a Bruce Willis silk shirt like kind of like um you know what I mean I don't know that's very appropriate I know I you painted a very clear picture the Bruce Willis (laughs) shirt but it's tucked into pleated pants 
I said the same thing. I said Chandler's shirt tucked into his purple pants is stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. Like, what is he doing? He never tucks in his shirt. It's rough, especially like a bowling shirt. He's always wearing those in later seasons, like loose and flowing. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's not not good. It's not good. I did not notice the pants were purple. That is horrifying. Well, maybe like more of a burgundy purple, but they seemed purple on my really bright dynamic TV. <laughs> okay, so none of the girls know how to play poker, but they hate sexism. They hate misogyny. Here's our plot. Did you did you notice Phoebe's necklace? Because no. I, f- I felt like, so I didn't notice it the first time, but when I watched it the second time, it was kind of all I could think about or see or watch while she was talking about, like, is it a man thing? Is it like a stupid man thing? It was like a long necklace that had a little charm at the end, but then had two little dangly chains. And I swear to God, they looked like, like the truck balls. Oh, no. Yeah, I, and I, oh, they were very no. little, but I was just like, you're talking about it being a man thing, but you have like tiny truck balls hanging from your neck. Did they look like, do you remember in the 90s when you'd get those anklets that were like tiny silver Tibetan bells? Remember kind those? of. They could have been that. I don't know why my mind went to the other thing, but. But if there were only two, they would look like ball, like. Yeah, Those look like balls. Yeah, they do. I mean, where else can you hear about like truck ball necklaces except here? Like, <laughs> I did not Google it. I didn't want that in my search history. <laughs> truck ball necklaces. <laughs> do we go to the girls' apartment then? Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of cute that they were like helping each other, and Ross was getting so frustrated. That yeah. that made me laugh a lot because they're just like, "Oh, I have one. I have one. I don't need that because I'm doing this." <laughs> it was yeah, that was funny, and Ross's frustration is always good comedy. Always. I just had a question on why they were sitting so close to that big post in the middle of the Ugh. of the apartment that yeah. disappears later but like the, for some reason the the whole table and chairs was moved like right up against it yeah it didn't need to be there's no reason there's no reason to be right there they no. like that post is so bizarre like why are they hanging on to that because there's no reason it needs to be there it doesn't give you any of like additional scale of the apartment it just is awkward and blocking shots and yeah exactly necessary but yeah they cuts to a little while later at the end of the game and phoebe is upset that she learns that bluffing is lying <laughs> yeah i i wrote down their exchange she says i see so then you were lying about how good your cards were joey's like well i was bluffing and she's like uh-huh and what is bluffing is it not another word for lying <laughs> she's just so innocent and like has such a like world order that should be followed I liked right before that when uh they're still learning to play poker and Joey is talking about Monica's food and he's like you can only have you can't have food with more than one syllable when you're playing poker and he's like chips or dip or pretz <laughs> <laughs> well I was like what about pizza oh yeah but then I was also like, wings, okay, that checks out. All the lines in this little section was were so good. Um, the Jamestown Colony 
settling comment from Chandler when she when he was like, "Oh, we gotta settle." And she's like, "Settle what?" And he's like, "The Jamestown Colony of Virginia." And then he just took it another step forward. He kept talking about it. It was great. <laughs> oh Chandler can you imagine having a friend like that that you have to deal with like that kind of level of commentary and wit and just constant banter be exhausting I feel like I've been around those people at parties (laughs) in our youth are those people we no longer speak to by any chance? <laughs> Possibly. I, I really also liked the Ikea comment when, he, when Chandler's like, well, I get my yayas from Ikea. And Phoebe later calls herself Ikea when Rachel's getting a massage from her. Yes. So I will try to look up the origin of the phrase getting your yayas. Ooh, do tell. <laughs> Well, all I could find was info about the Rolling Stones' 1970s album, Get Your Yaya's Out. <laughs> that, that was it? That was the origin? <laughs> well, the other thing I found was there's um, that yaya's is a U.S. slang term for the buttocks or anus or from ass. I'd never heard this fact. <laughs> the origin is from ass. That's... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just interesting because, like, the whole connotation is, like, <laughs> your rocks off. <laughs> your jolt. I don't know. Now I'm, not, now I'm going to sound like a, like a really old lady. <laughs> I'm like, get your jollies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand the from ass. I don't know. Monica was, like, super competitive, of course, and she's like, we'll pay. Like, we'll pay. And she's constantly spending other people's money. Um, Like, the one when they switch apartments. And she brings up, like, a bet. Yes. In the very beginning. And she keeps wanting to spice things up. And Rachel's like, so play for some peppers. Stop spending my money. Yeah. Monica wants to win at all costs. Yeah. Ross is trying to play the tough guy. Being like, don't expect me to be a nice guy. But I love that no one is buying it. Like, nobody. (laughs) Especially Joey. Joey can't even follow it. He's like, and then what? I'm not a nice guy. So when we go to Ross's apartment, there is a super long either sword or machete hanging on the wall left of the door. Um, okay, Sarah. <laughs> I feel like the last time we were truly in Ross's apartment was when he broke up with Carol. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that he added to this apartment, including the giant machete, that I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> Who is this person that lives here? What, why, why would Ross have this item? Like this machete is like from the top of the door frame to like a foot from the floor. It's, it's person-sized. The eclectic mix of things. I'm like, you are not going for a theme here at all. You're going for the most random human being ever. It's just like everything left over in the prop department. Put it on the wall. Like, there's that. Like, what's up with that dragonfly medallion that's like somehow five feet around? It's like the biggest circle on the wall. (laughs) And then there's like what looks like a cloth shark puppet that's standing up on the side table next to the couch. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Why is that? Why did that come? Yep. 
There's plaid curtains, Ugh. a speed racer poster. There's also a giant wooden hand on like and a, and a and a weird tribal statue next to the TV. There's quite a juxtaposition in decor in this home, and I am not here for it. It is no. Nope. If I walked in that apartment, I'd be like, mm, I can't stay here. Yeah, you're scaring me. You're a serial killer for sure. <laughs> He's really uh, put some time and effort in sprucing up that apartment <laughs> no kidding it's almost like when joey gets his own apartment and he buys just like every single thing on the planet yeah. <laughs> you're just like how can you live in this room this is awful gets pizza from the i love rachel pizzeria but the box says ray berry pizza and this is not the only episode of friends with this box of pizza oh did you look it up I did because I was like hey that's not the Isle of Rachel pizzeria that says something else is it real um and I found a screenshot of another episode with this same pizza box um and I think it's from the season where Rachel's pregnant I couldn't figure out what episode it was but um the pizza place is not the same as famous original Ray's pizza or world famous Ray's pizza or Ray's pizza this is a different place. <laughs> okay. There, like Ray's Pizza was the original one that was super successful. And then there's all these knockoffs. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ray Berry was originally a knockoff of Ray's Pizza with a million other places. And the original Ray's started lawsuits with a ton of the knockoffs. So Ray Berry had two locations. And it, from what I could find, it seems like they both closed either in or around 2007 because the restaurants were breaking even and the owner felt it would be more lucrative to just rent the spaces out than have his own business in them. So like multiple, multiple companies changed their names to have Ray in it just because of this one pizza place. Yeah. And so as of 2006, there were over 40 pizza places with the name Ray in the title. (laughs) This woman who worked for Ray Berries said he put pasta on pizza, write that down. And this is like a comment she made during the fight to keep the Ray Berry name. The owner of the original Ray's shot back that the Berry group made a watery sauce and had copied glass display case idea. Insults and lawsuits were hurled back and forth until Joe Berry agreed to change the name to Ray Berry Pizza instead of, I don't know, Ray's. <laughs> but so wow. they were both satisfied in the end and it was fine. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, there's like a huge rabbit hole you can go down of race pizzas in New York if you're interested. I had no idea. So what, the original one is just Ray's. 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 Okay. Ray's pizza. Yeah. It's, I'm never was, in New York. I will look for that. But don't be confused by <laughs> famous original Ray's pizza or world famous Ray's pizza because those are different. Wow. <laughs> wow. It might, it might be like the, what's the coffee shop in Elf where it's like world's best coffee. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations. Wow. So you got to be careful which one you go to because you might get that. Yeah. Yeah. World's best pizza <laughs> by Ray. Ross keeps trying to say that he doesn't love Rachel. Like, why is he bought? Like, why? Why are you fighting saying everybody already knows? Why are we denying it still? I don't know. It's going to come out very soon, though. (laughs) (laughs) We go to the girl's apartment 
right? And we, uh, doesn't Marcel come out first? Oh yeah, <laughs> I skipped past the monkey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't blame you. There's just one comment I have about it. The song that he's playing, "The Lion Sleeps Tonight" by The Tokens, was also used during the sex scene that Courtney Cox has with Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura. Pet detective and ace also has a monkey identical to marcel called spike oh my god I, that's <laughs> interesting and in this clip where marcel's like da- quote unquote dancing to the music mm-hmm. it has always bothered me from the first time i saw this episode that it's very clear that they used they like used the video backwards and forwards over and over just to, to oh. make it look like he's dancing because he's not and it's like an early G- GIF or G- I don't know if it's GIF or GIF. I don't know which one to say, but it's really terrible. Really terrible. I totally didn't notice that, but it's probably because I was staring at the skeleton that's on the mantle next to where Marcel is dancing that looks exactly like the monkey. Oh, It's like in the same position and everything like Ross. I know. I was like, why do you have a skeleton of like your pet? Uh. Now we can go to the apartment. Okay. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> um, I just love that Monica is calling Ross competitive and Phoebe just calls her out. She's also wearing the exact same crazy bright apple highlighter red as Ross. And it's really upsetting. I feel like sometimes they do this where they'll like dress them similar as brother and sister (laughs) like they're too old for that there's so many seasons where we're like how old how far apart are they and I think sometimes in the beginning they almost tried to pass them off as twins that close in age but then then it's also sometimes like he's 10 years older than them or sometimes it's like he's two years older I don't but like when they dress them the same it's just like creepy gross twin gross I don't like it either they discuss the Pictionary incident, mm-hmm. which which comes up in a later episode, the one in Barbados part two, where Chandler mentions he has a scar from playing Pictionary. Yes, I noticed that too. Um, I, I just love that of all the people, Monica would be the one that gets violent during Pictionary. <laughs> and I love that Chandler's the one that got injured and she ends up with him and he, uh-huh. he's just like, accepts that that's how she is. Yeah. The comment when Rachel opens the response from Saks Fifth Avenue and says that she got an interview, Phoebe's comment about her, like the mothership calling her home is the way that she says it is so sweet. She's like, oh, it's like the mothership calling you home. Do you find it believable that her resume was anywhere near good enough for them to offer her an interview as a buyer? As a buyer, like maybe a clerk she could work the register like I had to inter- I interviewed at Macy's when we lived in LA and the the process was like super rigorous and it was just to work in the handbag department like just literally the register I can't believe it worked in handbags <laughs> oh my god I've really blocked that traumatic experience out of my mind um I did see Donald Trump there he came and launched his cologne at that store oh gross yeah his hair is as bad in person as it seems on TV. Oh. And that was like, te- how, how long ago? That was 2005. That was like 16 years ago. <laughs> oh, no. 
No, she would not have gotten that job or an interview for that job unless she faked her resume, like really pumping up all of her like love of fashion. And I don't know even what you would do for that. I don't think that she'd be savvy enough to make a resume where she was lying about stuff. Like maybe one of the friends gave her advice too, but yeah. And plus she has good computer skills. (laughs) Oh my God. When aunt Iris walks in, she is also wearing that same crazy Geller red. We get it. You're all related. Like what is happening? Oh my God. I love her crazy cool clothes. I love them. She, I was like, I want an aunt Iris. She's like that crazy aunt that you're just like, you nobody messes with. Mm-hmm. But she had like a black and white scarf, black and white polka dot, polka dot suspenders and like crisp white pants. I was like, ooh, girl, you look good. I mean, anyone who can pull off like a sassy suspenders, I'm super jealous. I, I was just like, I want to be her when I grow up. Do you want to know about her? Yes, because she reminds me of my grandma, but like even cooler. Her name is Beverly Garland. She was born in Santa Cruz. I believe it. Yeah. She has two very significant historical television firsts. She was the first TV policewoman as the star of Decoy in 1957. And more importantly, the series gave her the honor of becoming the first actress to star in a television dramatic series. Really? How old is she? I didn't know what she was born. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, she died at 82 in 2008. Oh, okay. She was quite, quite old. She was 82. She just dressed like she was so young. Well, yeah, if she was 82 in 2008, and this came out in 94, so like about, she was in her 60s. She had a recurring role on Seventh Heaven. Did you ever watch that show? I did. I think so. That was about like, they had a bunch of kids and were like really religious, right? Yeah. The dad was a pastor. I think they had five kids. So there were seven of them. So it was like seven. I think I saw it a couple. Yeah. I think I saw some of it. My mom and my sister and I watched it all together because it was like one show we could all watch. Like it it like hit all of our, and my mom was like, oh, there's like good lessons in this show. (laughs) Something she would watch with us. And then after my mom passed away, I think the final season came out like that fall. And my sister and I were like, oh my God, we have to keep watching. Like we have to keep watching. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not good. And we have to now. (laughs) So Beverly uh, had, she was married for 39 years. And after her husband died in 1999, she continued to operate the 255 room Beverly Garland Holiday Inn in North Hollywood with the assistance of three of her four children. It was named after her. A Holiday Inn was named after her and she ran it. In North Hollywood, yeah. That's amazing. It was a big one, 255 rooms. I I think that's too when Holiday Inn was like kind of a bit more fancy. Was it like Marriott? Yeah, because it was Marriott like kind of... I feel like those like Marriott Hyatt have like different levels those are like business C hotels right they're not seedy 
businessy, like business oh. people travel to those. <laughs> you said like business seedy hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, business casual, business seedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I loved Beverly. I really, really loved her. She was quick witted and fun. I love when she's like telling them like everything you hear in a poker game is crap. And then she tells Phoebe like, oh, no, look, your earrings. And Phoebe's like, oh, 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 ouch. So they get lessons from Ann Iris and then they go, we go back to Ross's apartment where they are all there to play poker. But Marcel's throwing a fit because Ross turned his music off. And I, I did think it was kind of cute that they had Marcel slam the door. Like that was kind of, kind of funny. Oh, yeah, the whole like running joke of like, oh, I'm going to pay for that tonight. It made me just like a little cringy because like, where does Marcel really sleep? I don't see Ew. any monkey. <laughs> what would that look like? It just made me question the whole situation. <laughs> Ew. You know what? He probably gets Ross's bedroom and Ross sleeps on the couch. Probably. God, Ross. And Rachel like does that fancy shuffle thing and they're all kind of like, oh my God, she learned something. Do you think that they gave her like one of those trick decks where you yes. can do that or did Absolutely. she actually do that? Okay. No, I think it's so fake <laughs> <laughs> I've, because I've tried to do that. It is very difficult and yeah. I, fe- I think you have to have really bad skills to do it. I love Jennifer Aniston, but like that just looked too good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of Jennifer Aniston, have you seen the morning show? No, not yet. Okay. Have you? Yeah. So I've seen all season one, season two is on right now and I'm watching, having to watch it week by week, which is like excruciating. Like, mm-hmm. It's so hard to watch a show every week now. I feel so like, so spoiled by binging, but season two is like kind of not very good. I mean, like the, they're good actors, but she's kind of wearing on me a little bit, her character, and she's real whiny and like, Aww. she's just very much like frantic, like when she plays like frantic, spazzy um, character, like, I don't know. It's just kind of, and Steve, Steve Carell's in it and, um, but like his whole plot line, I don't know. The whole thing is just not doing it for me. And I feel bad because I love them all. Oh, it's Reese Witherspoon too, right? Yeah. But they had to oh, rewrite that's... the entire season after they already started filming because COVID hit. And so they like had to rewrite the whole thing to like fit COVID in and to also be able to film during COVID. And I don't know if that's why it feels so bad or like the first season was so compelling and so good and so well acted. And I just feel like. Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't know Steve Carell was in it either. Mm-hmm. Sidetrack, but Phoebe is wearing a cross, which is so 90s. but. Would she wear a cross? No, she wouldn't. That's why I'm, I was confused. But it is very, I feel like sometimes she, her, her, the way that she dresses crosses into like interview with a vampire mm-hmm. <laughs> type. For sure. Which I see that like tracking a little bit. I mean, I wore a cross in the 90s and I was definitely not religious. It was just like, like yin yangs and crosses was like a mm-hmm. thing. It was just like an accessory. Yeah. Earrings and necklaces. And yeah. That, I had cross earrings for sure. That reminds me of, oh my God, that movie that was about the four teenage witches. Craft? 
the craft. Yes. That was when I was like, oh my God, crosses are so cool. <laughs> crosses and black velvet. <laughs> Do you know they're making a Hocus Pocus 2 next year? I did. I'm so excited. Sorry, we, we're going <laughs> off. I know. Okay, so I love Rachel's little speech where she's like, ooh, I'm a man. Ooh, I have a penis. Ooh, I have to win money to exert my power over women. <laughs> okay, I liked Monica's speech after that even more because she's just like, and we will win and you will cry and we will like it and we will laugh. (laughs) She just like cannot, Rachel's like, you're stepping all over my point. Like I just made that point. Monica just like has to take it five levels up. Yeah. She's so competitive. Yeah. So funny. Um, speaking of, we're at the girls' apartment and they're playing poker yet again. Again, more <laughs> poker. Okay, in this scene, whose shirt is Rachel wearing? She's wearing a man's yeah big collared shirt. It's and it's huge. Yeah, it was jarring because she is always wearing like tight little short things, mm-hmm. and like I get that that could be like a loungy thing, but the size of it and it looked like Ross's shirt maybe they did that on purpose to kind of I don't know like she's like a sweats and big socks loungy girl Mm -hmm. like and she's not like a yeah I don't know I don't know when you would ever wear a man's shirt like that over another shirt and be comfortable (laughs) yeah all those like sexy movies where (laughs) you know all those (laughs) All those sexy movies. I know where you're going with this. Were the girls wearing like the guys? <laughs> After having sex. Like, no, I'm not going to take the time to put button up your shirt. Like, no. No. Or wear a sheet around the house. Like, no. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> In all those sexy movies. You know those. Yes, I do. I do. I know exactly. I will say I was thinking about one of our previous episodes when we talked about uh, turtlenecks and sweatshirts because oh. that is what Phoebe's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god! And Ross is wearing a collared shirt with the sleeves rolled up over a long sleeve shirt, and I'm just like, I don't understand what is happening. <laughs> if you're hot, don't wear two long sleeve shirts, especially one with a collar. Oh, like. No. And also Rachel like won't let Joey order a pizza using the phone. I have several questions about this. <laughs> a, if a business is trying to call you to offer a job and they get a busy signal, wouldn't they call back? They're not going to be like, well, she's not serious. Like she's using her phone. She is not serious about this job. Like, no, they're going to call back like, cause busy yeah. signals were a thing then, but also B like, didn't they have call waiting? Yes, they did. And are they going to call? Is a business going to call at like <laughs> ten at seven night. or eight at night or whenever it is? I mean, well, I guess if you think about retail, they have weird, maybe weird hours, but probably not calling you at night. Yeah. Also, apparently call waiting came out in 1995. So they may oh, not have had it oh. yet. Okay. But- but the business busy signal argument still stands. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to not give you the job because you, 
you were on the phone. Well, and how long does it take to order a pizza? Like right. literally a minute. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was just like, the store closes at nine. So I have to wait until after nine to order a pizza. Like that is so late. I am so on Joey's side. But did you notice that they're drinking beer? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Super specific ad. <laughs> yes. Beer. I've always really liked the Joker is poker with a J coincidence <laughs> and the Joe That's- incident with a C. I've always thought that was funny every time. Oh, I so funny. <laughs> what isn't funny is Chandler's vest is so big that it's falling off his shoulder. Like what a girl does oh. to be sexy with her shirt coming up. Is that what people do in those sexy movies? Like shirt comes off her shoulder. <laughs> I love how you, I love your perception of sexy. <laughs> I'm so lucky to be with anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I like your vet. Like, where's the wardrobe department? It, like, the vest is bad enough, but like, it's not even staying on your shoulders. It should not be falling off. <laughs> that, that is, I know that that is not sexy. Not sexy. Even I know that. Mm-hmm. I said, God, everyone is dressed so very 90s in this scene. <laughs> I know they're all very dumpy. It's like, really Ross is drinking a Snapple, yes. which I, I, I thought was really funny. <laughs> so 90s. <laughs> oh my God. My middle school got a Snapple vending machine. Oh. The like original squat glass bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, obs- I never have been into iced tea, but that peach iced tea that Snapple made was phenomenal. I did not drink Snapple really. <laughs> I only had it because we had a vending machine at school. No, I, I just never drink juice. I never like thought to get ju- like any kind of juice or tea because my parents watered it down so thoroughly <laughs> that I never had. I was like adverse to full concentrate any kind of sugary drink. So you never got to experience Sobeys. Do you remember Sobeys? No, I did. And I, oh. I, I bought them because I loved the bottles. Yes. And the and lids had the, stuff inside, right? Yes. Uh, so I bought them, but I, I don't think I ever fully finished a drink. <laughs> no, they were <laughs> horrifying. I have to say that Joey's comment that he makes did not age well. And it's, it's quite an aggressive image. He says, I fold like a cheap hooker that got hit in the stomach by a fat guy with sores on his face. I thought that was completely unnecessary. Super out of character, too. Yeah. And everyone was, like, kind of, like, shocked by it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he's hangry because he didn't get his pizza. Oh, that would make sense. It really didn't age well. I don't think it landed well. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in the moment, even. (laughs) I did like that Rachel says Ross's vein is popping out of his temple because uh, in the one with the late Thanksgiving, Monica has a vein that pops out whenever she's mad. And it's like family canon. They've got veins. <laughs> Competitive and Vain. stress, stress veins. <laughs> but things are about to fall apart. I know. Rachel doesn't get the job. Wah, wah. What did she like? Did she really think she was getting that job? Yes, she did. That's true. 
I mean, why would you have the interview for two and a half hours if you know, like, she's not qualified at all? Like, why would you do that? That's what I didn't understand. She clearly felt like she connected. It went on for two hours. So, like, they kind of led her on, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like, they talked about personal life. And I just, yeah, that whole, that whole thing, I didn't, I didn't buy it. But she calls Ross a loser, which is like, ooh, big time, like, big uh, yeah and she also calls him out as being full of it so ross is real cranky at this point <laughs> but my god do those two have chemistry like especially when they're not getting along like maybe mostly when they're not getting along mm-hmm. they have chemistry like it is evident that there is like sexual tension between the actors too because man they do such a good job those two i know I said that everyone is like looking so shocked at the bet raises, but it might actually be because of like how free and like tense the sexual tension in the room is. Like even Joey is like shaking his collar to like fan himself. He's like, oh my God. I know. I know. I love it. Um, when, when Ross turns to Joey and is like, Joey, I'm a little shy. <laughs> Joey's just like, that's okay, Ross. You can ask me. <laughs> it's so wholesome. I love I it. But like, if you have Joey on one side and Chandler on the other, you are not turning to hit Joey first for money. Like he has no money. No, no. no. Chandler is clearly rolling in the money. Yeah. Right. As much as he is so annoying and I hate him a lot of the time, like he loves Rachel so much. He lets her win. He like knows she needs a victory and it's something he can actually do for her. And it's like kind of redeeming and sweet. I have a question though about the whole him winning thing because he's about to fold. He, he doesn't think he has the cards at, like at first and then she ups it and then it becomes this competitive thing. So how is it that he actually did win? They lead you to believe that he would have won yeah, right? if he doesn't true. fold, but he was going to fold really early in the game true that's where like there's a little disconnect to me in that because she had a pair of sixes right doesn't she have like a flush or something he says earlier in the game like you better get out of the shower because i have a flush because i got a flush (laughs) which i was like oh such gentle comedy (laughs) so dorky no but i think when she's like i got a pair of sixes I got to look it up. Can you find the clip? Because I really want to know what she had, because this is a good point. I mean, she has a full house. Oh, that's pretty good. So it just depends on what kind of full house she has, right? True. He could have a better full house. Yeah. But you wouldn't have folded with any kind of full house. True. And and I'm trying to remember, they don't get any cards after he tries to fold, right? No. This is a good point. This is a plot hole that you've discovered. I don't know. I just, or maybe he would wanted to fold in the beginning because he just didn't want to deal with it and just want, maybe he wanted her to win right off the bat. That was my other thought too, is that because it was just everyone else folded and she was the only one who was in. And so maybe he was just going to fold to like, yeah, because he saw that phone conversation, but then she had to get all hissy and... (laughs) Yeah, that that has always bugged me though, because there's something there's something that might be a little off there, but it's okay. We'll just chalk it up to the fact that he loves her. He 
He loves her. Loves her. He's his lobster. Then we go to the tag. And they're playing Pictionary. But why would you agree to play Pictionary if historically Monica is such a maniac that she like actually injured someone? Why? (laughs) And also Joey would not guess that answer. Unbearable lightness of being. No. No. Do you even know what the unbearable lightness of being is? No. I didn't. It, it's a 1984 novel by Milan Kundera about two women, two men, a dog, and their lives in the 1968 Prague spring period of Czechoslovakian history. That would not happen. Nope. <laughs> it was written in 1982, but not published till two years later in a French translation, and it came out as a movie in 88. Well, maybe it's the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But still, like, does that sound like a movie he would want to see? No, he wouldn't have watched that. I do want to say I love how Monica, like, it ends with Monica just, like, with her little hand and the bird and, like, the tapping. I feel like the tapping is such a good Pictionary move. (laughs) I'm definitely a Pictionary tapper or a circler. I'm like, Mm -hmm come on like hone in read my mind through my tapping and everyone else is like do anything just anything do something else. else you feel like you don't have time it's true to draw something else so you have to just keep tapping and hope they guess it it's so frustrating I know and when you're the one drawing you're like how is everyone I know so suddenly so stupid like are these people always been this stupid that they can't get Oh, it's true. I haven't played Pictionary in a long time. It sounds fun. Me neither. Maybe I'll get a pizza and play Pictionary soon. (laughs) Well, this was fun. This was a delight. I loved this episode so much. I don't even really want to ask who lost. I know. I have to say that, well, hmm. The majority of it, Ross, I feel like he has a redeemer at the end, but like, I really didn't like Joey's comment about the hooker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just lost that for you right there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think like, I mean, if we had to pick, it's probably Ross because 80% of this, he's being awful. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to step it up. Nobody likes a mopey man. So, I mean, if you want her to go for you, Ross, I mean, I guess he was trying to like, not, not be the nice guy. (laughs) Like He was trying on something new, but it wasn't really working for him. Also, she's not with Paolo currently, right? No. She's single. So what's the issue? Like, remember they broke up and she was like, I just need time for myself, you know, to find me. Blah, blah, blah. That's what you say when you're, you don't want to be broken up with. Well, yeah. And then she dated, like she went out with the fireman, the misogynistic fireman. Yeah. So make your move. Are you kidding? I know. I I know. It's Ross. It's Ross. Ross loses. (laughs) It's unanimous. (laughs) Who wins? Well, I think like Rachel ultimately does win literally but yeah I I mean I think it was a good confidence booster for her to like finally actually win something like she went through all of that she went through the rejection and she's hating her job and she like 
kind of came out on top and then she has her friends with her. She, but she gets there like by being such a brat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the thing I don't like. Like, I agree, but she, but like, she's so bratty about it also. Then let's just say Aunt Iris wins because I, we all want to be her. Yes, I think so. We can have a, a B character be the winner. Yeah. Because we've had a B character be the loser, which is Marcel every time. So. Also, he was in this. He can yeah. lose too. Get out of here, monkey. I will say, though, that this Marcel viewing did not bot Like, it was actually like he was used strategically and it was kind of funny. Well, also, also the rest of the cast, like, hated him. <laughs> the rest of the characters, they were like, can you just please play anything else? We hate the monkey. Why do they even go over to his house? Well, because he brings the monkey over to their house. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the lesser of two evils, I guess. Makes their, <laughs> turns on their, their Spanish dubbing. I'd be so mad. Oh, my God. If you ever brought a monkey to my house, I'd be like, Mm. this may have run its course (laughs) (laughs) my god what if I was one of those people that I'm just like Sarah I got a new monkey I'm gonna bring it over and stay with you I would be terrible I'd be fine if your friend divorced me (laughs) you might also get real divorced too I don't know if Tyler would put (laughs) that's true there'd probably be a lot of left turns in your life to end up there like that's true Tyler won't even let me get another cat (laughs) that's a monkey to be fair your cat did have like his leg fallen out of the socket for quite he was like dragging his own leg around (laughs) that's true it's hard to recover from seeing yeah well he's better now I know but I still remember that image (laughs) it's really tough really hard to get burned out of your brain (laughs) this was great we really did it i know and five out of five for trivia high five yay thanks yay well i'll be there for you i'll be there for you too bye friends okay bye friend better friends podcast is created produced edited and all the other things by ashley madden and sarah reinen please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.